All right. Here we go. Back again with our friend, Mark Christopher Lawrence. Hello. Hey. Happy, happy to have you here. So, uh, and I just am loving these interview episodes. I have to say, Johnny, this is really great stuff. For sure. They've been fun. They've been, been a lot of fun. fun. So I'm Haley. And I'm Johnny. And this is Mark Christopher Lawrence. And this All is day, every day. Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Haley. Haley Mark. Mark. Day, Day of, of fun. fun. Super excited to have you back. Sure. So can we ask, how has filming been? Uh, you did say you're half, only half sleep deprived. So not, not terrible? <laughs> uh, not terrible. Are you still on, on site um, working on stuff? Or, or are you back home or on the road? No, we're, we're working. I'm heading to uh, Texas. To um, for Brown County Comic Con. Oh yes, right. I did see that you uh, had a post about that. Very cool. Yeah. That's we'll get this one out before that. That's what the seventeenth to the nineteenth. You said. Yeah, and and bringing back Christmas. We'll start streaming on seventeenth. Oh, okay, look at that! Cool. What a perfect day for you to line that up. So very we cool. did. We did want to jump into that. So for your bringing back Christmas, because we uh, were watching the trailers and checking it out. So let's start there with the bringing back Christmas. Give us, give us a, your, what's your, how would you present it to the audience and describe the movie? Well, bringing back Christmas really uh, brings us back to Christmas and and what it's all about. Uh, It's, it's not about commercialism and all that. It's a uh, sort of like, um, it's a wonderful life. You know, yeah. where, where there's, there's a guy who, who has a life-altering experience that that thinks he's about to check himself out. And an angel appears and says, look, there's people that have worse problems than you. And she transports him to see some of those people that happens to be the Virgin Mary and Joseph. I have to say, I do enjoy very much the, the sort of... The way that it's being portrayed in a comedic way with oh, yeah. the, the the way that the going back to Jerusalem is presented in the trailer, you know, like it's it's a unique perspective that I think is is really fun. Yeah, you know, Lee Allen Baker is so funny, you know, and to work with it, it. It really made it easy to be funny yeah. because she was so funny and uh, just working with her was was a joy. I, d- yeah. I did enjoy the uh, the behind the scenes. There's a little behind the scenes thing on YouTube of it. And I did enjoy uh, watching that. I, I So I did want to ask because in the trailer and in a little bit of those behind the scenes, there's, you know, you have some singing talent, right? In the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did see Lee Allen uh, at some point, you know, she's she's singing with sort of a choir of angels that are, you know, obviously at appearing as homeless people right as they're singing um so i do have to wonder though do you join in any of the singing festivities can we look forward to hearing you singing in in bringing back christmas i, I, I do not um i don't think they knew i can sing <laughs> oh why didn't you tell them uh, you know <laughs> i'm like an onion let them peel the layers back one at right. a time well, they... <laughs> fair enough well i remember watching a small snippet of a podcast and hearing your voice and you have a very like 
Were you in like the gospel choir or? When I was a kid, I, I sang in the youth choir at my church, but uh, yeah. I haven't really sang in a choir since then. I did a, a short stint with the band at one point. You know, they they had a lead singer fall out, and I sang a couple of gigs with them. So and that's really it. fun. Yeah, yeah, that was good. No, I'm I'm quite certain though. I've seen you start a comedy routine with a gospel song. I I believe you were in uh, Nashville. Uh, yeah, that was, that was on the yep. Huckabee show. Yeah. 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 Also, yep. also when I, when I, um, when I'm working at churches, I usually start that way. Or if I'm doing a, doing a comedy club and the act before me is particularly dirty, you know, I'll go that way <laughs> just to change the mood of the room. Or if somebody, if their energy is way higher than mine, mm -hmm. I'll start singing just to sort of bring the room back to where I want it to be. Sure. Okay. A little bit of a sort of palate cleanser, you know, balance things out a little bit before rolling into your stuff. Right. It, 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 it really uh, change, changes the mood of the room. You know, like yeah. if they're chatty, you know, it's good to do something different than, the, than they've just watched mm -hmm. just to be able to, to go, okay, this is where I want to be and I'll take you to where I want you to be. I like it. That's a... It's a really interesting technique, actually. That's really fun. So for uh, for bringing back Christmas, if I can just come back and, and you know, get you to a little bit more plug the movie, right? Like, let's get you some attention to it. So oh, yeah. um, uh, can you tell us about, you know, working with your co-stars and, you know, being on set? You know, you had some really interesting, you know, obviously you're going back to biblical times. So you've got some different, um, you know clothing you have to wear and you are were you around live camels for any any of the filming live camels and uh there was there was a stubborn mule that lee allen had to ride and i had to lead this mule you know as we did our scene and mm -hmm. the mule hated me oh no and the, the, the handler you know the mule would be all calm while the handler was there then he'd hand me the reins and say okay yeah, just give it a little slack and then just walk to your mark or whatever. And as soon as he would leave, the mule would like lean against me like it wanted to push me out mm -hmm. of the scene. <laughs> and so if you see me, I'll, you'll see my elbow is kind of up against the mule. <laughs> and so, you know, after about you know, three hours of that, the next day, my body felt like I had been working out all day. The day oh, yeah. Before. yeah. If you're fighting a mule. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine yeah. that's a workout. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. And, and, and at one point, I remember saying, this is why there's the phrase stubborn as a, and everybody said, mule. <laughs> <laughs> you that's know, that's right. good. That's great practice for you, though, so that, you know, when you get on Dr. Doolittle 6, like we said last time, we thought you should. <laughs> you're just getting used to working with live animals for when that mm -hmm. opportunity comes mm -hmm. around. Yeah, I, I don't know that I ever want to work with a mule again. <laughs> Are you're you all know? set. I'm gonna put that in my rider. No mules. No, nope. <laughs> you're right. There you go. I've done it once. Maybe I'm a donkey. <laughs> you know, just go for the really nice ones, like a really cute Pomeranian. You know, get the really nice fluffy animals. A bunny. I like cats. There okay. you go. Just get you a good, you know, a good evil character who has a cat, right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Have you worked with any animals that made you like super nervous? Like any big animals that could, well, potentially just make you nervous to be around? 
No, I think the I think the the mule was the biggest animal that I've ever worked with. Okay. Yeah. You're um, not. You're not jumping out of. Go ahead. I was gonna say you're not jumping out of the car to hang out with the moose. <laughs> no, 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 not doing that. Um, I was just thinking that you know, and Chuck that I work. I didn't work in the animals with Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I worked with Steve Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Patrick Kilpatrick. But uh, yeah. you see what happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny and I are kind of wrestling fans over here. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about. Do you have any fun stories from that project, particularly? Because I, you know, not I imagine. Really. No, okay. were no, you? No, ever- I think I, I think the funniest story of, about working on Chuck for me was was uh, one day I get to work. It's it's we're working on a Christmas episode, and I go to my dressing room, which is on stage ten. And I put on my Santa Claus pants, and you know, have my t shirt on, and they have the the Santa jacket over on stage seventeen, where where the buy more was. And normally, when you go into stage ten, you know our craft services is in a room behind mm-hmm. the set has its own room and I walk through the door and there's craft services right there. I'm like, hmm, that's odd. So I put put my my Santa stuff on and come down and I grab a plate and get some bacon. I'm standing there eating bacon, talking to people. <laughs> I don't recognize any of them. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> and finally uh the 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 uh A D comes to get me and he goes, he goes, Hey, you're on they're ready for you stage seventeen for rehearsal. I was like, okay. And as we as we walk towards stage seventeen, I said I'm eating this bacon and I go, why is craft services right there in the, in the door instead of in his room? <laughs> and he goes, because it's not our craft services. We rented, <laughs> The stage was rented out to somebody else today. <laughs> <laughs> so now whenever he talks to me, he goes, he'll send me a text, hey, steal any bacon yet lately? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, you know what? Bonus bacon for you. Good for you, I say. Exactly. You know, bacon is, bacon is, is life's blood. And who was going to try to tell Santa he couldn't have bacon? Exactly. I mean, honestly, can't do a thing like that. (laughs) So fun. So we did actually want to, you know, in the spirit of Christmas, uh, you know, the holiday season, we wanted to ask you about some of your, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies or like your favorite Christmas music? I, th- I think my favorite Christmas movie is uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. I yeah, have, and I have the Sally Stitches tattoos. Oh, nice! And yeah. then followed closely by Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas, very okay. nice. Yeah. I do love Nightmare Before Christmas too. That uh, the just the art of that claymation and the amount of effort that had to go into creating it. You know. Oh yeah is just amazing on top of being a great story and having some really great music and soundtrack. Yeah. I, I just watched um, Christmas story yesterday, the... which, which is fun. It's just, it's, there's so many fun, iconic things in that movie that crack me up. Like the kid licking the pole and oh, you know, yeah. everybody tell everybody tell, tell oh, yeah. Ralphie, you, you shoot your eye out kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so like my my father, he'll he'll leave that on his TV because around here it's on twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be on at my father's house for twenty four hours, and you'll watch nice. it a good chunk because he will get very upset if you turn it off. I don't know why, but 
That's just one but of there's the things. There's so many does. little things. You know, every time I every time I watch it, I see mm-hmm. something else. That that is like like yesterday it clicked to me that when when he fights the bully, he had yep. been told no so many times about this Christmas gift. And he was just at his limit. He had had enough. And this kid goes <laughs> right. along and got what he deserved. And yep. then the mother, the thing that I noticed that was that the mother, when she comes to get him, she doesn't even look at that other kid. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> let's go. Picks him up and walks away. Right. She could care less if that kid was fumbled. <laughs> my, my favorite part of that movie is when he wins that lamp, but he doesn't know what he's won yet. But he's coming home and he won that lamp and he's trying to hold off the dogs at the door and he closes the door. And then there's that <laughs> dog's ear in the door. <laughs> like it got caught. Oh, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my stuff. gosh. Oh I, yeah, it was good. It's a classic. I mean, they play it for they play it all day long on oh, TNT yeah. for a reason because they know everybody's gonna watch it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. I do. I'm uh my one of my favorite Christmas movies. I'm a big fan of The Grinch. Jim uh, Carrey's The Grinch. I Jim do. Mm-hmm. Big. Yeah, fan. that was. Uh, See, I grew, up, I grew up with the animation Grinch. Yep. Yes, but those are really great, too. Yeah, those uh, are really awesome. Like the Rudolph and the Abominable Snowman. The Abominable Snowman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are so I'm great. Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I, those ones, those classic ones are so great. I do love watching oh, yeah. those, too. Those yeah. ones are so great. So yeah. that was another uh, we wanted to get to know you a little bit more. So what are some maybe Christmas traditions at your house or in your family that, yeah. that you used to? What are the things that are in the, you know, what were the well, big I things you guys did as a family? Well, we always you know, had great Christmas uh, dinners. My mother was just a fantastic cook. Mm-hmm. So it was always great dinners. Um, and then, you know, we, we would never open presents until everybody was awake. Mm-hmm. And uh, so did and then, you do see we we always do presents the night before and then you would get Santa's presents in the morning. Did you everything is no the morning? No, we never did any of that. Yeah, everything yeah, the, the next day. Yeah, we would do one present the night before and then the rest of them the, the morning yeah. after. But, well, yeah. you know, I mean, we grew up in a time where, where, where you know, money was was scarce, and you know, if, yep. if you opened one the night before, that might be your one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. That yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was always once everybody was awake, and mm-hmm. you know, and we'd have breakfast, and then we'd sit down and open presents. Very sure. fun. Okay, so yeah. but Christmas dinner was there a traditional Christmas dinner that like every year you make this. Uh, usually we do, uh, there's, there's always like a spiral ham mm-hmm. and, um, uh, sometimes there's gumbo. Like if I'm cooking, you know, there's gumbo, um, Christmas gumbo, gumbo. Hmm? I didn't, I didn't know it would be a Christmas gumbo. I didn't, well, that, it's like a I southern guess, thing, so you just have, I love it. I think that's great. We yeah, were well, always pretty yeah. boring turkey and ham, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, well, you, you know, we, by, by, by the time. Uh, Christmas comes along, we're probably sick of turkey. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so if there's any turkey around, it's probably it's probably uh, like turkey wings. Oh, you know, okay. Big turkey wings, we'll do mm-hmm. that, and then um, uh, the ham and and lots of other stuff. Like I always like try to 
break out the grill or the smoker or something and do something. So, oh, very yeah, nice. I've been doing, lately, I've been doing um, like a bone-in pork loin roast with, with the skin on it and make the nice. skin really crispy. And yep. so I've been doing that. So, oh, yeah. well, that's very nice. So that we want to come. Good. We want to come to your house for Christmas. Well, you have to come to my sister's house because that's probably where we'll be. All right. For all the good food. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, like my, I don't like if your family's a lot like my family. My mother made enough food for probably an army, so she yeah. would make a turkey, a ham, and and a uh, beef roast. Mm-hmm. Just Got to it. appease everyone. So if you want this, that, or whatever, you yeah. can have that. But the best thing she made was her hash brown casserole with cornflakes on top. Oh, wow. It was delicious. Sounds she good. had like certain things that she would make that were just very good. Like she would make her own cream corn sometimes. And that mm-hmm. was very, very good. So, oh, yeah. Haley knows my mother. I was going to say. In the kitchen. <laughs> we, talk, we talk a lot on the podcast about Cindy food. Cindy's got great food. <laughs> That's it's a it's a running theme. We have to mention Cindy food like at least every other episode. Right. She's the one that turned. Uh, she's the one that makes the best Nifla soup. We talked about that the last time you were on. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. Do you have any? So um, we have some weird desserts, you know, that we have. Is there any particular desserts on the holidays or like the types of holiday cookies or whatever that you have? No, my sister usually handles desserts and she usually does like peach cobbler and oh, uh, nice. sweet potato pies, Oof. that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really tasty. It does sound good. We do the, yeah. we do, we call them kringlas, uh, which is probably. I don't even know if John, if your mom ever really made those, but I don't think that that's a Norwegian thing, right? Yeah, it's like a Norwegian yeah, German. sort of um, cakey cookie type thing. Yep. That then, only grandma ever made them well. It seems like since okay. grandma's been gone, no one's <laughs> been able to figure out yep. the recipe quite quite the right way. You know. Well, you've got to pick up the mantle. I, you know what? I'm the same way though. I'm the one who does the the real food, and my sister does the baking. Yeah, I I, gotcha. I I can do the savory. I need her to handle the baking. Right. That's where. Well, I'm at. And then um, in a German household during the holidays, you have Kugen. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of Kugen. Kugen, you have just a custard uh, custard pastry kind of thing made in a little pie crust. It's so delicious. Yeah. So we have. This is actually more of a German tradition, um, but we do at my mom's house. I don't know if you've ever heard of like the the where you hide a pickle ornament in the Christmas tree. So on Christmas Eve, there's like a pickle present. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like one. It's a present. It's the extra present. And whoever finds the pickle in in the Christmas tree gets the pickle present. So like there's an okay. extra mystery present that if you find the pickle in the Christmas tree, you get it. Oh, interesting. Mm hmm. The old old German tradition. So what, what to do? Yeah, what was a typical pickle present though? Like, what was it? Was it a big item? Was it a small item? It I'm was curious. usually something something everybody could. It was usually like a game that we could all play, or you know, okay. something something okay. anybody could you know have okay. fun with. So basically, everyone could. Every it was yeah included. Okay, yeah yeah. So here's a question that I also wanted to ask, just for more getting to know you. What was your favorite present that you ever got as a kid like the most memorable yep. present you got rock'em sock'em robots <laughs> yes 
Oh, so cool. And, and in fact, I wouldn't mind having one of those now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would absolutely. <laughs> That's a fun conversation that I would actually love to have. Some old school toys that you would love as still mm-hmm. as an adult would still be super stoked to open on Christmas. Yeah, well, obviously, rock and rock and robots. I, I For know. sure. If, if we could get a, a big one, a grown man size one, a big wheel. Because, yeah. because when, I was, when I was a kid, uh, by the time big wheels came along, I was too old for it. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I would have loved to have. There right. is somewhere in the world someone has to make big wheels for adults. Yeah. yeah. That has yeah. to be a thing. That would be fun. And then um, I'm trying to think of something I would really like to have that's an old school toy, you know, other I... than a train set. Ooh, train sets are fun. Train sets are cool, my, yeah. my neighbor used to, he and I would, would build a train set every year for his kids. We just add to it. Like it started off, it was a piece the, the size of a piece of plywood uh eight by four and so we built the whole thing and put like the town together and and so every year we'd add add to the train set for them and so by the time um they got to be i guess like junior high school that thing covered their whole garage that's, <laughs> that's awesome that is a massive train set that is pretty yeah, impressive. it was huge it was huge yeah. That's super fun. I love that. I uh, only just recently found out that. So my sister has a what light brights are now, which is like, you know, those little tiny square, like itty bitty things. But when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. the light brights looked like the old, you know, tube TVs. Right. Because they had a light bulb in the back. And my sister told me we didn't have we didn't have one of those light brights as a kid. Like we never I was like, yes, we did. We had. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, you know, you're four years younger than me. Maybe by then mom got rid of it because I used to melt the pegs on the back light bulb until the light bulb would explode. Ah. <laughs> I thought that was fun. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, light, right. I, I remember that jingle, light bright spinging things with light. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Well, I, I remember like, back in the day, like super soakers were a way bigger thing, too. Like the old, like, um, the water guns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think know, I was in. That was a I think I was in deal. high school or college when that came out. Well, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I remember kids meeting up in the park, twenty kids at a time, and we were <laughs> the water park. You know, because we lived in a small town with not much to do. Right. So right. That was something to do for an hour. You know. Before we, the we, internet, we, you we had to play water outside. Balloons. Water balloons too. Yep. Yeah, we did water balloons because there was no such thing as super soaker back then. Yep. Well, I would say like my most memorable present was probably a bicycle because like my family didn't have money and that was a big deal for them to like right. make a purchase like that. And a, a bicycle was a big deal to us because that was before like kids just sat in the living room and played video games. We actually went out and did stuff. We would ride out of town exactly. on our bikes. And we, so having a bike was a huge deal in my hometown. If you didn't have a bike, you didn't have freedom basically in the summertime. Like you yeah, were stuck. I had one bike. Yeah, I was in. Yep. The, I think I was. I think I might have been like six, and that was yep. that was the only bike I ever got for Christmas. Well, I take yep. that back. Christmas at the crank sent me a, sent me a bike when there I was an adult. But <laughs> yeah. but uh, at six, I think I got a bike, and right. um, my mom was very strict. You know, it's like you, you know, she she tell you you go outside, but don't leave the street. 
Yep. And so this one time I get on my bike and there's a carnival. My my elementary school was about 10 blocks away. And this carnival was another three, four, five blocks away. And, and you cross a major intersection. And so I hear yep. that this carnival is over there. Everybody's going. And I couldn't go. But I get on my bike and I ride over there. Mm-hmm. And this kid tried to take my bike. <laughs> oh, jeez! And so now I got to fight to keep my bike. Yeah. At six? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's these two kids that were trying to take my bike. And, and I remember the bigger one hitting me. And I'm holding the bike. I wouldn't let him have it. And then one of my brothers, my older brother's friends, saw what was going on. He came over. He says, okay, he'll fight you guys one at a time. There you go. I was oh, like, and I was thinking, why don't you just let me take my bike and go? <laughs> yeah, just just hold them off for a minute and let me get out of here. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up having to fight, the, you know, the bigger kid first, and so I'm fighting this kid. And back and back then, there was there were um, like soda cans were uh, tin mm-hmm. as opposed yep. to aluminum, and they had like a hard rim around it. Mm-hmm. And I get this kid on the ground, and I, there's a can right there, and I remember grabbing the can. And cracking this kid in the head with it. <laughs> and then my brother's friend sees all his blood. He goes, hey, just go home. Just get on your bike and go home. Yep. <laughs> well, why didn't you let me go home in the first place? <laughs> right? Exactly. exactly. should have let me just go home. And then I'm yeah. crying all the way home. And oh, yeah. Thinking, Yo, my mom's going to kill me. <laughs> and, that, oh. and, and that bike yeah. got stolen. Yeah, I can hear it now. That, you'll remember the next time you get a bike. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that's some intense trauma right there, having to fight for your bike at six. Oh, yeah. All right. you want to do is go to the carnival. But I was hard-headed. I shouldn't have been over there. I should have stayed home. So stay home, kids. <laughs> right. So you your go. parents tell you. <laughs> you got to start but making some age, like... you're, you're rebellious, so what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. I That would make a really great, like, short film, though, I think, you know, yeah. like... I think that would be a really great story that you could, you know, work with that a little bit and have, I th- I just think I can see it in my mind, you know, have it be set mm-hmm. in the time that it was. And I think that could be a fun short film. Oh, interesting. Film. Thanks for the idea. Maybe we'll get that done. I would get it rolling. Sure. I don't know if there's anything I could do to help, but happy to if I can. Otherwise, I'm happy to just share it out when it's ready. Right. <laughs> We're happy to tell everybody. <laughs> I dig it. My favorite present when I was younger, same same reason that it was, you know, kind of a big deal because they were expensive yeah. was uh, I got some really nice rollerblades when I was a kid yep. and mm. I was super excited and I got like I they got me like, you know, the helmet and the elbow pads, which it turned out I needed because I fell down a lot. <laughs> I was yep. I but- was injured for uh, a good couple of weeks that su- like that <laughs> yeah, following sure. summer when I was, you know, outside trying yeah. to learn how to be better at it yeah it's well, funny to me that that rock'em sock'em robots are, are are more of a thing for me than the bike <laughs> yeah i mean it's a classic they're super fun i yeah. I, well, I feel I mean, like kids toys today are so safe they're kind of boring yeah and you have to consider we grew up in very different places you know so, you know, yes. so i grew up in a, in a town with less than probably 700 people and you could wow. take your you know, you could take your bike five miles out of town and no one would bat an eye at it because it's just whatever. You know, as long as you're not getting in trouble, parents gave you a long leash. But, at, you know, where you grew up, it's a little bit 
You know, things yeah. happen a little bit more often. So you got to be a little yeah, bit well, more. Well, well, when we first moved to Compton, we were the second black family on our street. Yep. Oh, you know, really? It was, it was all white then. And then um, by 74, all the white families had moved out and it was, yep. it was predominantly black. And now mm-hmm. it's predominantly Hispanic, but it's starting to gentrify. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. It's, yeah. Isn't that it, I do find that fascinating just how uh, you know geographical locations mm-hmm. change like that over time. I mean, it, yeah. especially when we're in a place where again, very small towns and things like that don't really shift over time where we're at because nobody's yep. nobody's trying to rock the under a thousand population towns we grew up in. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. I, I like to make the joke that, you know, wherever you are, if you walk into a Walmart, you're you're shopping with more people than live in the town I grew up in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's pretty accurate. <laughs> so what's one of the best spots to eat at in Compton? What do you got? In, in Compton? Yeah. Hmm. Like from your childhood, like like neighborhood spots. What was the best thing in your neighborhood? Well, uh, DNA barbecue at the time, you know, when I was okay. a kid, you know, they, they were these two ladies that worked at, at McDonnell Douglas Aircraft with my mom. Mm-hmm. And they always had these barbecues and, and uh, everybody would say, you guys should start your own place. And they finally did. Yep. And it was it was fantastic. And, and uh, so, so I think that was growing up. That was my favorite place to go. That and Sizzler. There used to be a Sizzler right around okay. the corner from us. Yeah. Yeah, mine, uh, when I was going... Oh, you can eat salad bar. Woo. Oh, yeah, man. All you can eat was a big deal, man. I remember going to buffets when I was a kid. All you need For 10 bucks, all you can eat was a big deal. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I would say probably the biggest... Well, in my neighborhood, it was a small-town restaurant, but it's called the L&L Restaurant. And we used to go there as a kid and get gravy fries. Just fries mm. with brown gravy. That yeah, was yeah. our thing. In the winter, it warmed you up. It filled you up. It was good. I'm trying to think. I remember being on the road in my 20s, and I can't remember if it was Seattle or if it was Canada. But I, yep. they, they were like, well, do you want fries? I was like, yeah. So I got fries, and come to the table, and there's gravy on them. And I was like, um, what's that? And they're like, <laughs> and the girl said to me, like, I was like, like, like I was an alien. She said, yep. that's gravy. Yep. <laughs> what do you mean, what's that? I was like, right. yeah, I like my fries without the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> for sure like if you're not expecting it yeah i would be a little bit like eh, what's going on here? yeah yeah it probably I, was canada because like poutine you know who knows they probably just put gravy on everything i finally had poutine uh the december before the the pandemic started i was up in canada uh working with leland clausen who's very funny and yeah. uh and i finally had poutine and I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. impressed. It wasn't your favorite. I have to be honest. I, you know, as much as I do, I'm a put gravy on everything. I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. I support that. But I don't know what it is about the seasoning or what. But I've I've also had poutine, and I'm just like, uh, I'm not quite about it. Yeah, Yeah. I guess there's different kinds, but maybe the one that I had was, you know, starter level. But I was like, you know, the gravy, the gravy itself wasn't great. I'm like, yeah, it was. It's like it's not like gravy that I would want to have like on on dressing, you know, on stuffing with 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 turkey. It's like it was like this gravy was just bland. I was like, I, eh. I agree. I kind of taste the flour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's just there was not enough. Like I don't know, is that a salty American food kind of thing? Is that our taste? Yeah, Maybe. yeah probably. 
give me more, you know, like the Colonel has 11 herbs and spices for a reason. <laughs> right? and, and nine of them are salt, but. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely correct. But we love it. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's one that we can uh, add maybe to to the cooking show that we will create. Bobby Flay, if you're listening, we would like to uh, Americanize poutine so that our, our salty yeah. palate. So we can we can all get some some uh, poutine recipes that we come up with for our cooking. Yeah, right. yeah, we could do an episode where where you know, we're all cooking poutine, and I and I do like poutine three ways. <laughs> yeah, get real get real fancy it'd, with it. It'd be tiny little portions, but <laughs> but it'd be three ways. I I love it. You know what? It'd probably be a hit at you know some fancy restaurant somewhere to have itty bitty little. Poutine, mm-hmm. like right. someone's gonna steal that idea from you. You'll be traveling, doing comedy oh, somewhere, and you're gonna happen. And you're that dish better be named after me because I came up with that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hope, hopefully, Bobby Flay will hear, hear the last uh, thing and, and and get in touch with me, and we can get back yeah. at it. I think it would be great. I, you know, we could do we could have our own holiday specials too, and you, you know. All right. We'll make some mm-hmm. coogan for dessert. You can make us some gumbo. Sure. It would be fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, super. Oh, I was going to ask you a thing, like just a cooking question saying we're on food. Oh, sure. Like chopped, the show chopped, right? Yeah, yeah. If you had to make your own chopped basket, anything, gun to your head, what would your four items be? Oh, in, in the basket? Mm-hmm. Four yep. items. Um, what would you just quirky things? What could you put together that would put people's just mind in kind of a funk <laughs> to make them go? Hey. Oh yeah, like, what is I'm supposed to do what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would put I would put in there pickled pig lips. <laughs> okay. I would put uh, dried bay shrimp. Okay, okay. dried bay shrimp. hmm Um, I'm pretty sure both of those things just freak them out. And then, <laughs> yeah, you had the the pickled pig's lips. You had me right there. At I have no <laughs> idea what to do with that. That that that's a thing in 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 the South. That is a thing. Oh, yeah. I um, lived in North Carolina for a while and remember walking into a butcher <laughs> shop that, and in and, a big jar. <laughs> uh, I saw a full pig face. That was first. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. No idea what to oh, yeah. do with that. Yeah, I think the other thing I'd put in there would be something really sweet, like like chocolate flan cake. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, pickled and pig's then, lips with chocolate cake. Um, all right. And base and, and base shrimp. Base shrimp. And, and, and then one more. And, and then I'd put. Uh, Cactus cooler soda. Okay. Cactus. I don't think I know what that is, but it 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 was a great sort of sort of when I was in high school. It was like it was like the thing our our student store sold the most. Cactus okay. cooler. It was it was uh, kind of an, an orange pineapple kind of soda. Okay. Was and it like still a around. punch? Was it like a punch or like a sparkling sparkling soda or something? Yeah, it was like a sparkling soda. It was like it's like okay. in a can and, and it, it uh, it's still around. You can still find it. It's almost like a fresco. Yeah, uh, 
sort of kind of, but but more more of orangey. Okay. More of an orange pineapple kind of taste. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't All know right. if, I, I don't know who you would have to get to cook something out of those four ingredients that I would not be afraid to eat. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know how you would put those all together. That's, I well, think I, that I mean, you, well, he asked for wild things out of my imagination. Oh yeah. I want to hear the wild. I want to hear what you, what you would think of just to put in there. Just some people think, just question their careers more or less. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I have a friend who, who, uh, was on Chop and he won the barbecue segment. And, okay. Uh, he's he's in New York now. Boots. Uh, okay. He he does a white barbecue sauce, like with the Alabama kind of sauce. Okay. But it tastes exactly like his red sauce. And the oh, first weird. time I had it, it um, he served it with with avocado fries, and my okay. mouth. I put it in my mouth, and my mouth was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> because you expect it because it's white. I, I was expecting yeah. sort of maybe a ranchy kind of taste, but yeah, it tastes exactly like his his regular barbecue sauce. It was amazing. That's I like that. Messes with your mind a little bit, and you get some yeah. delicious food. I'm yeah. I'm with it. Because I get what you're Absolutely. saying. I mean, you would think it's like a buttermilk or something, something kind of sauce, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and the it, Midwest just, it just throws your mind. I was going to say the Midwest isn't shy with their ranch condiments. The white, right. well, that's pretty much the white sauce around here. And no, I was going to say it, it's either that or that like country fried steak type of gravy. So, you know, mm-hmm. one or one or the other that at my well, brain would love, be expecting. But country gravy so good. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> that and biscuits. It. Oh, delicious. I think I think you should work for Chopped. I think you should be one of the ones who's coming up with the baskets of strange. <laughs> with, the, with the wild basket. I think I'm so. I, I think I think that you have given a perfect resume that you are fully capable of filling that position. And and I, you know, <laughs> many blessings to whoever tries to make something wonderfully delicious out of the strange ingredients you put together. <laughs> for sure. Good luck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think if they really want to stump them, call Mark Christopher Lawrence. He will help you with a basket of ingredients that will make all of them, uh, like John said, question whether or not they should be chefs anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would say that, or Gordon Ramsay will do the same. He'll make you question question your career. <laughs> right, right. It's like Paul Ogata. He's a, a, a comedian <laughs> yeah. that makes me question. You know, oh, yeah. why do I call why do I call myself a comedian? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a common thing with comedians. They'll just like somebody will you'll have to follow somebody and it will make you question everything in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. always those heavy hitters that, you know, you never want to follow, but you have to. That builds you as a comedian. Well, well, Paul is like every every time I see him that, you know, he's he goes so seamlessly from from comedy to crowd work and it, it yep. looks like it's it's all one thing and it's like I was like wow I'm not even a comedian I'm doing TED talks right. <laughs> there's nothing well, wrong that, with that yeah I was gonna say that's kind of an interesting thing in comedy nowadays because everyone thinks that heckling is like a mandatory kind of part in it you know what I mean it's just become more of the regular and it yeah. I, I don't agree with it but like people seem to want to be a part of the uh 
production a little mm-hmm. bit more. It's, how do yeah, you deal with me, that? It's like, it's like when, when I'm working, it's like I, I, I like to do my stuff because I'm I'm the one up at 3 a.m. writing it. And mm-hmm. if you try to help, I try to help you stop. Yep. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. like, because I remember there was a comedy club in town here in Moorhead. Uh, Minnesota, it's a town just just over the river from Fargo, gotcha. and they had a they had a comedy club in a hotel. And every comedy st- every comedy show I went to, there was heckling and never failed. Like people uh, just, but I I don't understand it because like it's just become something that people think they have to become part of it. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna right. get a comic. It's like come on, he does this for a living. You're not gonna show him. You know what I mean? That's what that's exactly. They usually trip on their feet, but yeah, I was just wondering, like, how do you how you deal with that in your comedy stuff, or do you even get that that much? I mean, there seems to be certain people that get it like more and more, but yeah, I, I get it occasionally, and, and and when it happens, you know, usually I'll give you a jab, yep. and if that doesn't stop you, then I hit you with it with with just the biggest line I can think of, mm-hmm. and then if that <laughs> sure. doesn't if that doesn't stop you. Then I stop my show and I do five or ten minutes on you. Yep. Okay. Like you just... want to be a part of it? Okay. Here we yep. go. Yeah. And pretty then, much. You know, and, and, and the terrible thing is, like, because I could be really mean <laughs> when, I, when I'm doing it, so I have to, yeah. I have to try to do it, do it from a space of love, which is really hard to do when somebody's interrupting your yeah. act. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is your job. You know what I mean? It's a way you get paid, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to. I'm sure it's a hard pill to swallow if somebody won't let you do your thing. Well, yeah, it's well, also it's a, having to do it on the fly. You know, you don't, it's yeah. not like you get to plan for that. So you're having right. to adapt yeah. in the moment. Well, I mean, there, there's some things that, that I've planned to say, you know, to give you the jab and then and then the, 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 the good hard punch. Yep. But then after that, then it becomes about me seeing you and, and breaking your character down based on what you look like. Yeah. Which is well, fair and, because and, that's... And or what you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just want them to have enough humility to admit that they're they're messing up a show. And yeah. uh, what something people need to understand is you're this isn't Netflix. That person is five feet from you. He can hear you. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You're not watching this on a television. Well, and you're not exactly. watching it at home by yourself. There are other yeah. people in the audience who came here to enjoy the show and right. you know. They're they're but looking on stage for the person they paid to see, not yeah, the, person the person who's over there, like still trying to order mm-hmm. a Michelob. Like right. the person on stage doesn't doesn't care how many beers you had. He's gonna call you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this is always like that that person that gets mad because you just mm-hmm. clobbered them, you know, with words. And and I'm gonna tell yeah. you right now, don't run up on stage on me. No, no don't, don't do that. Do with everybody, <laughs> it's Has not that... gonna work out for you. Has that ever yeah. happened? That would that seems that seems way out of line to me. But is that something well, you ever well, had to deal do, with? I, I've never had to deal with it. But um, you know, Dave Chappelle, the guy ran up on stage on him at at, yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, you know, it happens a lot lately. It's happening more and more to comics, and I'm, and I'm telling you, don't do it. Yeah, is that? I've been, I've been I, training. Yep. Uh, yeah watch out get into that fighting weight he's don't don't be well, messing around right well there was a there's a band that i listened to tool they're a pretty big band you probably i don't uh-huh. know if you heard them but uh the they had a person run on stage and the lead singer just kind of held him in kind of a headlock just didn't let him go didn't hurt him but didn't let him go and yeah. sat there for like two or three songs with this guy in a headlock just made him sit there on stage with ah. 
<laughs> well, whatever. I, now, love it. I guess. You want to be hey, up you want to be a part of the show? Now you yeah. are. <laughs> there fun. you are. Yep. That's okay. oh, I I don't envy you having to you deal know. with that particular element of it, you know. This podcast yeah. situation is much easier for us if I get to, you know, hide behind the 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 camera and not yes. have to have that mm-hmm. live audience element. I had a guy throw yeah. a drink at me one night in Portland. Portland. Uh, yeah, he 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 threw his drink and missed, and then he grabbed his girlfriend's water and got me. <laughs> and it didn't <laughs> even look like that much water, but I was soaked. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That- so, so he got he got bounced, and then uh, yeah. his girlfriend sat there. You know, I felt bad for her because <laughs> like that's your guys. Yeah. I mean, I and and I don't know in that situation would I also leave out of embarrassment or would I sit there in defiance? Like, okay, if you're gonna act like an idiot, I don't have to miss the show, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. why do I have to? Like, whatever, you go out there. I don't care how you get home. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the last thing I said to her, I said I said I said well that's that's my time I said you know with the guests coming out and I said to her I said I said you can do better. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Listen, you never know if maybe she just really needed to hear that, and so that's how you know <laughs> she needed to hear it from a voice that would it would get through to her. So you might have just helped her right. a whole lot. You never know. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, tell those people you need a role model. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So I was going to ask you one more uh, one more question I have is why do you work clean? Because comics seem to have a choice. Either you're going to work, you know, squeaky clean or you're going to throw a little bit of some, you know, a little bit of dirt on it or you're going to work full tilt nasty. Like, how do you come up with Have you just always been clean in comedy or? Yeah, well, I started in 11th grade. I was living in, in my mother's okay. house, so there was no being dirty because <laughs> inevitably somebody would have seen me and told her. <laughs> and you'd have been in trouble. I get that. And then, and then I get been, that. There would have been you know, trouble and, and had to see her disappointed face. And then um, mm-hmm. also I was I, 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 uh, Robin Harris, who was really a fantastic comic and, and the Black Comedy Act Theater in Limerick Park, you know, people would come to see him. He hosted the show. And okay. people came to see him. They, you know, anybody else on the show was just a bonus, you mm-hmm. know. But they came to see him, mm-hmm. and he was like okay. a roaster of people. He would, you know, just roast people during his yep. during the set, and he was so funny. And um, he liked that I was clean, and and I would open for him sometimes, uh, you know, at these clean events, like in the, in a park on a Saturday at two o'clock, and he was doing the same exact act that he was that that he did on. Yep. Uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday night, which was completely dirty, mm-hmm. but he would do the same exact act, squeaky clean. And he said to me, he said, because I because I noticed it, and I said, I said, Robin, I said, I said that's like the same stuff. He, he goes, yeah. He said, right clean, always right clean. He says you can you can work anywhere. Yeah, and it's true. It's like you know, you, you, I do a lot of churches. In fact, I'd rather do churches than anywhere else. So if your churches are yeah. out there. Yeah, he says if you have he said if you have a joke that's that's dirty by premise, there's no way of cleaning it up. Yeah, but if you have a that's joke true. that's that's clean, if you have to, you can dirty it up. He says, but usually mm-hmm. if it's a clean joke, you don't have to dirty it up. It's it, it'll work no matter where you work. And, and in right. a church, 
And in a church, you know, you don't have to worry about too much heckling unless the Mogan Davin's flowing a little too much. But <laughs> I had a kid. I had a kid heckle me at church one day. One time I was up in Canada, and he wasn't really heckling. He was more of just chatting through the setups. It's like I'd yep. say something, and he would like agree with me or shake his head no. And yeah. finally, I said to him, I said, I said, I said, um, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a present. And so I pretended I'm making this present. I said, I'm going to wrap it up for you and put it in a, in a box. And I'm going to put a bow on it. And I said, now hold your hands out. I'm going to throw it to you. He held, holds his hands out and I toss it to him. I said, catch it, catch it. And he catches it. I said, now open it up. And he like opens it. And I said, you know what it is? He goes, uh-uh. I said, it's a sack of a hush. <laughs> <laughs> and that pastor at that church, uh, after the show was over, he says, he says I'm using that on Sunday. He says, because there's some adults in my congregation that need a sack of hush. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fantastic. I I love it. And that is. The thing that was giving me was his mom was sitting right next to him. I'm like, you don't see that? (laughs) Yeah. Because if it was your mom, because as much as I know, if it was my mom. Uh oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would have been dragged out. And then you had been dragged back in when the proceedings were over to apologize to the entire congregation. Yeah, to make sure they, you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite jokes about that, like the, the mom tough love is a Lavelle Crawford joke when he's get when that guy in the supermarket getting or when uh, the kids are hitting the back of their mother's ankle with the, with the basket. Yeah. (laughs) Like you hit my ankle with that basket one more time. Then she just starts going like this. like that means probably death in produce pretty quickly a swift death at that yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's how we were raised that's if you yeah. were misbehaving you were notified very swiftly that you were misbehaving oh, yeah exactly <laughs> i saw a reel today somebody sent a reel that that there was a kid in like a cvs or something and he was pulling stuff off the shelf while his mother was trying to pay and she was just allowing it. And so mm-hmm. the manager comes up and says, you know, you got to stop this. You got to do something. And she's like, well, I'm not going to hit my kid. Da, 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 da. He yeah. says, well, you're doing nothing. So, okay, now just leave. You, we, you, well, I can't buy my stuff. She says, no, he says, no, just leave. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, it's like, you know, people just allow their kids to do anything. The kid, Then the kid starts cursing the guy out. And he's a little <laughs> kid. He's probably, he's not even six. He's like, you know. I'm like, you know, we, we got to do better. People, we got to do better. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I like agree. What? I mean, I don't understand that dynamic of where is he learning mm-hmm. how to curse someone out if uh, he doesn't get, You know, that's yeah. a very interesting <laughs> dynamic there that we're not going to stop you doing things you shouldn't do, but we'll teach you to do extra things that you okay. shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. My mother probably wouldn't do anything in the moment, but when he got home, oh, oh. Ding, ding, ding. Shoot. My mother growing up, if you fell out of the store, she fell out with you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, that was, uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, in the moment, <laughs> you would be notified by my mother if you were it being mm-hmm. inappropriate in any way. We do not wait for later. You get to know now. Well, my mom, my mother will tell you before you go in the store, don't ask for anything. Don't touch yep. anything. Yep. <laughs> you got the you got the prep talk before you went in about if yes, you do anything yes. and get out of line, there's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
100 percent. You can't leave your kids in the car anymore. You know? <laughs> no, nope. no, you get. We did get left in the car too, all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I you didn't want to yeah, go last, in. Last time you were in there asking, what I told you not to ask, so you don't get to come in this, this door. <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred percent. Don't want to deal with you. Stay there. Yeah. I think right. half the time she wanted me to, she wanted us to stay in the car so she could just go get her shopping mm-hmm. done. And, well, right. and be right. by herself for at least an hour and just get right. everything, everything right. Re- just right. Isn't that, yeah, by herself in a grocery store full of people? Oh, yeah. that's, that's the most me time she was going to get. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how no it is. On, you know, no one pulling on her jacket. Uh, when are we going? Right. <laughs> Love it. Of course, well, when we grew up, you know, it's like we, we 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 all tried to get outside. It's like we didn't want to be in the house. Kids today, they don't want to go outside. You know, we got pushed outside. Go play oh, outside. Get out. Why, why are you sitting here looking at me? Get outside. A hundred percent. We got sent outside. You better not be in the house if there's right. sunshine outside. Right. There's a when we were kids, there's a tree line over by the football field in my hometown. And if you look in there hard enough, there's three lean to forts. With pretty big rooms like on the inside of them that are still there. If you go in those trees, oh, wow. like we did not sit in the house when I were here. We were building forts all over the town. We were, you know, <laughs> you just look, it was an adventure every day and you just look for stuff to do. We and didn't we, have an Xbox Live account. We couldn't just play video games all day. You know what I mean? These kids don't even know how to open a can today. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, you know, yeah, they, there's fancy no way. can openers, they don't know how to use them. I got asked how to tie a garbage bag before. Say like, really? <laughs> we I gotta mean, do better. To we gotta do better. <laughs> you gotta be able to take the trash out at least. I, that's a life skill that I think we, unless they start making the Roombas and the AI robots like the Jetsons that are gonna handle it for you. Well, I just that was like my you... job growing up. The trash was my job. Yeah. Fifth grade, my mama said, you, "When you get home from school, first thing you do, you you empty that trash." Mm-hmm. And I would always go play. <laughs> My sister would lock me out <laughs> because yep. I'd go play instead of empty the trash. And then I'd get mad because I couldn't get back in to go empty it when I think she's coming home. And so my sister would sneak up and unlock the door, and I'd I get caught bringing the trash out yep. as my mother's pulling in the driveway. Mm-hmm. So fifth grade, I probably got more in my share of beatings <laughs> for oh, not yeah. emptying the trash. Mm-hmm. That's a sibling thing to do right there. Oh, you're going to go not <laughs> do not. I'm going to totally tattle on you. You're going to be trapped. Oh, outside. Yeah. oh yeah. Sure. That's, that's a sibling thing to do for sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, when that person asked me that, I was just like, well, I mean, you know, you tie it. So it's like, man, you're, you're halfway there. You just got to cross them and tie them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not rocket science, people. Right. Well, we do, uh, again, <laughs> want to be respectful of your time. I know that you're you're still, you got to get some rest and all of that. So just want to, again, we want to give you the, the plug. So we've got Bringing Back Christmas is, is going to be out on Amazon, right? On Thanksgiving, no, the 17th. So this coming Friday. The 17th, yeah. And I know for sure iTunes and a bunch of other places. So I, I'll, I'll post up. So uh, go follow me on Instagram, Marcus for Lawrence, and then I'll post up uh, exactly where you can see it. Okay, awesome. appreciate it. Excellent. Awesome. And do you have anything else upcoming that you would like to plug, or uh, do you get to tell tell us anything about the 
current projects you're on yet or are they still super secret no i can't say anything about that uh nothing for now uh, that's that, that i need to plug um okay. if you're if you're in la in december we'll be doing um uh, uh the walk for human growth foundation walk for kids grow and then if you're okay. in south dakota um this december whew, let me get these dates right 17th through 19th i'll be doing um christmas at the cathedral so <sighs> that'll be fantastic hi hello i am in south dakota is that some calls um I have no idea what city. I, I'll, I'll figure okay. it out. Later. No, I can't. I think that. Yeah, no, I think that it, it. 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 I mean, they might have other ones bopping around, but I do think so. So, but, hey, but this is a big one. It's like there's 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 pro singers and me. I love oh, it. Wow. That's exciting. Awesome. So maybe so we're telling they're... the story of Christmas from the the point of view. I'm playing the magic one of the magi. So uh, I'll be the story will be told from my point of view. Oh, cool. very cool. Most excellent. That's super yeah. exciting. Well, very awesome. I'll have to come and check you out. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. That is so fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. We so appreciate you coming on the podcast and chatting thank up you for with having us. Me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It has been great. And we hope hope to have you back again sometime. Yeah, we're so, awesome having you. Yes, we've let's, so enjoyed let's it. Let's do it again. If I, sure. When I have something that I can talk about, I'll, I'll hit you up and let you know. And yeah. any kind of any kind of wild stories from uh, all of your other uh, projects or any of the work that you're doing on the road, we'd always love to hear them. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Thank you so much again for joining us. I have but been I've Haley. Been uh, sorry, I've been Haley, and I've been Johnny, and this has been Mark. Mark Christopher Lawrence. That's right, Johnny, Haley, Haley. Mark, Mark. Day, Day of, of fun. Thanks all for listening. Go join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Johnny Haley DOF, and do check us out on TikTok and Instagram at the same handle. Thanks for wrestling, everybody. Peace. Yep, take care.